the scene first at sea then in the desert islands act one scene one a tempest thunder and lightning enter master and two sailors they are aloof the sea grows dangerous how it spits against the clouds how it capers and how the fiery element frights it back there be devils dancing in the air i think i saw a dolphin hang and the horns and the moon shot from a wave hey 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 how she kicks and yarks down with the mainmast lay her tall fire up all her linens let her ride out they have cut the cables and got her out the tide too has befriended em hang her can she not buffet with a storm a little how it tosses her she reels like a drunkard we have discovered the land sir pray let's make in she's so drunk else she may chance to cast up all her lading sland in sland in we are all lost else lost and perished steer her a starboard there bear in with all the sail we can see master see what a clap of thunder there is what a face of heaven how dreadfully it looks thou rascal thou fearful rogue thou hast been praying i see it in thy face thou hast been mumbling when we are split you slave is this a time to discourage our friends with your cold horizons call up the boatswain how it storms oh what shall we do master cast over all her lading she'll not swim an hour else enter albert franville lamur thibault dupont morillat the storm is loud we cannot hear one another what's the coast we know not yet shall we make in what comfort sailors i never saw since i have known the sea which has been this twenty years so rude a tempest in what state are we dangerous enough captain we have sprung five leaks and no little ones still rage besides her ribs are open her udder almost spent prepare yourselves and have good courage as death comes but once and let him come in all his frights is it not possible to make in to the land tis there before us here hard by sir death is nearer gentlemen yet do not cry let's die like men shalt hoist the boat out and go all at one cast the more the merrier enter aminta you are too hasty monsieur do you long to be in the fish market before your time hold her up there oh miserable fortune nothing but horror sounding in mine ears no minute to promise to my frightened soul peace woman we are storms enough already no more howling gentle master clap this woman under hatches prithee speak mildly to her can no help none that i know no promise from your goodness am i a god for heaven's sake stole this go take your guilt and to your business wink and die there's an old haddock stays for you must i die here in all the frights the terrors the thousand several shapes death triumphs in no friend to counsel me have peace sweet mistress no kindred's tears upon me oh my country no gentle hands to close mine eyes be comforted heaven has the same power still and the same mercy oh that wave will devour me carry her down captain or by these hands i'll give no more direction let the ship sink or swim we had ne'er better luck when we have such storage of these trinkets with us these sweet sin breeders how can heaven smile on us when such a burthen of iniquity 
lies tumbling like a potion in our ship's belly exit away with her and if she have a prayer that's fit for such an hour let us say it quickly and seriously exit come i see it clear lady come in and take some comfort i'll stay with ye where should i stay to what end should i hope am not i circled round with misery confusions in their full heights dwell about me oh monsieur albert how am i bound to curse ye if curses could redeem me how to hate ye you forced me from my quiet from my friends even from their arms that were as dear to me as daylight is or comfort to the wretched you forced my friends from their peaceful rest some of your relentless sword gave their last groans would i had there been numbered and to fortune's never satisfied afflictions ye turned my brother and those few friends i'd left like desperate creatures to their own fears and the world's stubborn pities o oh, merciless sweet mistress and whether they are wandered to avoid ye or whether dead and no kind earth to cover em was this a lover's part but heaven has found ye and in his loudest voice his voice of thunder and in the mutiny of his deep wonders he tells ye now ye weep too late let these tears tell how i honour ye ye know dear lady since ye are mine how truly i have loved ye how sanctimoniously observed your honour not one lascivious word not one touch lady no not a hope that might not render me the unpolluted servant of your chastity for you i put to sea to seek your brother your captain yet your slave that his redemption if he be living where the sun has circuit may expatiate your rigour and my rashness the storm grows greater what shall we do let's in and ask heaven's mercy my strong mind yet presages through all these dangers we shall see a day yet shall crown your pious hopes and my fair wishes exit enter master sailors gentlemen and boatswain it must all overboard it clears to seaward mast fling o'er the lady in there and let's lighten her all the meat and the cakes we are all gone else that we may find her leaks and hold her up yet save some little biscuit for the lady till we come to the land must my goods over too why honest master here lies all my money the money i have racked by usury to buy new lands and lordships in new countries cause i was banished from mine own i have been these twenty years a-raising it out with it the devils are got together by the airs who shall have it and here they quarrel in the clouds i am undone sir and be undone tis better than we perish oh save one chest of plate away with it lustily sailors it was some pawn that he has got unjustly down with it low enough and let crabs breed in it over with the trunks too enter albert take mine and spare not we must over with all will ye throw away my lordship that i sold put it into clothes and necessaries to go to sea with over with it i love to see your lordship sink sir you left no wood upon t to boil it up you might have saved it else i am undone for ever why we are all undone would you be only happy sir you may loose too thou liest i had nothing but my skin and my clothes my sword hair and myself two crowns in my pocket two pair of cards and three false dice i can swim like a fish rascal nothing to hinder me in with her of all hands come gentlemen come captain you must help all 
my life now for the land is high and rocky and full of perils however let's attempt it then cheer lustily my hearts exit enter sebastian and nikusa yes tis the ship i see it now a tall ship she has wrought lustily for her deliverance heaven's mercy what a wretched day has here been to still and quiet minds that know no misery it may seem wretched but with us tis ordinary heaven has no storm in store nor earth no terror that can seem new to us tis true nicoso if fortune were determined to be wanton and would wipe out the stories of men's miseries yet we two living we could cross her purpose for tis impossible she should cure us we are so excellent in our affliction it would be more than glory to her blindness and style her power beyond her pride to quit us do they live still yes and make to harbour most miserable men i grieve their fortunes how happy had they been had the sea covered them they leaped from one calamity to another had they been drowned they had ended all their sorrows what shouts of joy they make alas poor wretches had they but once experience of this island they turned their tunes to wailings nay to curses that ever they set foot on such calamities here's nothing but rocks and barrenness hunger and cold to eat here's no vineyards to cheer the hearts of man no crystal rivers after his labor to refresh his body if he be feeble nothing to restore him but heavenly hopes nature that made those remedies dares not come here nor look on our distresses for fear she turn wild like the place and barren oh uncle yet a little memory of what we were it will be a little comfort in our calamities when we were seated in our blessed homes how happy in our kindreds in our families in all our fortunes curse on those french pirates that displanted us that flung us from that happiness we had there constrained us to see to save our lives honours and our riches with all we had our kinsmen and our jewels and hope to find some place free from such robbers where a mighty storm severed our barks that were my wife my daughter and my noble ladies that went with her virgins and loving souls to escape those pirates they are yet living such goodness cannot perish but never to me cousin never to me again what bears their flagstaffs the arms of france sure nay do not start we cannot be more miserable death is a cordial now come when it will they get to shore apace they'll fly as fast when once they find the place what's that which swims there a strong young man sir with a handsome woman hanging about his neck that shrews some honour may thy brave charity whatever thou art be spoken in a place that may renown thee and not die here the boat it seems turned over so forced to their shifts yet all are landed they're pirates on my life they will not rob us for none will take out misery for riches come cousin let's descend and try their pities if we get off a little hope walks with us if not we shall but load this wretched island with some shadows still that must grow shorter exit enter albert aminta tybalt morillat lamour master franville surgeon sailors what come ashore my mates we are safe arrived yet thanks to heaven's goodness no man lost the ship rides fair too and her leaks in good plight the weather's turned more courteous how does my dear alas how weak she is and wet 
I am glad yet I escaped with life, which certain noble captain next to heaven's goodness I must thank you for, and which is more, acknowledge your dear tenderness, your firm love to your unworthy mistress, and recant too, indeed I must, those harsh opinions, those cruel, unkind thoughts I heaped upon ye. Farther than that I must forget your injuries. So far I am tied and fettered to your service. Believe me, I will learn to love. I thank ye, madam and it shall be my practice to serve what cheer companions no great cheer sir a piece of sauced biscuit and half a hard egg for the sea has taken order being young and strong we shall not surfeit captain for mine own part i'll dance till i'm dry come surgeon out with your clister pipe and strike a galliard what a brave day again and what fair weather after so foul a storm Ay and pleased the master he might have seen this weather and have saved our goods never think on em we have our lives and healths i must think on em and think twas most maliciously done to undo me and me too i lost all i hadn't another shirt to put upon me nor clothes but these poor rags i had fifteen fair suits the worst was cut upon taffety i am glad you have lost given me thy hand is thy skin whole? Art thou not pearled with scabs? No ancient monuments of Madame Venus. Thou hast a suit, then will post a cunning's tailor, that will never turn fashion nor forsake thee, till thy executors the worms uncase thee. They take off glorious suits, Franville. Thou art happy, thou art delivered of them. Here are no brokers, no alchemists to turn them into metal, nor leather captains with ladies to adore em. Wilt thou see a dogfish rise in one of thy brave doublets, and tumble like a tub to make thee merry, or an old haddock rise with thy hatched sword, thou paidst a hundred crowns for, a mermaid in a mantle of your worship, or a dolphin in your double ruffle? Ye are merry, but if I take it thus, if I be foisted and jeered out of my goods— Nor I, I vow thee, nor master nor mate, I see your cunning. Oh! Be not angry, gentlemen. Yes, sir, we have reason, and some friends I can make. What I did, gentlemen, was for the general safety. If you aim at me, I am not so tame. Pray take my counsel, gallants. Fight not till the surgeon be well. He's damnable seasick, and may spoil all. Besides, he has lost his fiddlestick, and the best box of Boris Greece. Why do you make such faces, and hand your swords? Who would ye fight with, gentlemen? Who has done ye wrong? For shame, be better tempered. No sooner come to give thanks for our safeties, but we must raise new civil broils amongst us, inflame those angry powers to shower new vengeance on us? What can we expect for these unmanly murmurs, these strong temptations of their holy pities, but plagues in another, kind, a fuller, so dreadful, that the singing storms are slumbers to it? Be men, and rule your minds. If you will needs fight, gentlemen, and think to raise new riches by your valours, have at ye. I have little else to do now. I have said my prayers. You say you have lost, and make your loss a quarrel, and grumble at my captain here, and the master. Two worthy persons, indeed too worthy for such rascals. Though Galon, Gallant, and Maman you, that built on golden mountains, thou money-maggot, come all, draw your swords. Ye say ye are miserable. Nay, hold, good Tibor. Captain, let me correct em. I'll make ye ten times worse, and I will not leave em. 
for look ye, fighting is as nourishing to me as eating. I was born quarrelling. Pray, sir. I will not leave em skins to cover em. Do ye grumble when ye are well, ye rogues? Noble Dupont. Ye have cloaks now, and ye prate. Pray, gentlemen, for my sake, be at peace. Let it become me to make all friends. You have stopped our angers, lady. This show is noble. Tis well, tis very well. There's half a biscuit. Break it amongst you all, and thank my bounty. This is clothes and plate, too. Come no more quarrelling. But ha! What things are these? Are they humane creatures? Enter Sebastian and Nikusa. I have heard of sea-calves. They are no shadows, sure. They have legs and arms. They hang but lightly on, though. How they look! Are they men's faces? They have horse-tails growing to them, goodly long manes. Alas! What sunk eyes they have! How they are crept in, as if they had been frighted! Surely they are wretched men. Where are their wardrobes? Look ye, Franville. Here are a couple of courtiers. They kneel, alas, poor souls. What are ye? Speak. Are ye alive? Or wandering shadows, that find no peace on earth, till ye reveal some hidden secret? We are men as you are. Only our miseries make us see monsters. If ever pity dwelt in noble hearts. We understand them too. Pray, Mark, gentlemen. Or that heaven is pleased with humane charity, if ever ye have heard the name of friendship, or suffered in yourselves the least afflictions. Have gentle fathers that have bred ye tenderly, and mothers that have wept for your misfortunes. Have mercy on our miseries. Stand up, wretches. Speak boldly, and have release. If ye be Christians, and by that blessed name bound to relieve us, convey us from this island. Speak. What are ye? As you are, gentle-born. To tell ye more were but to number up our own calamities, and turn your eyes wild with perpetual weepings. These many years in this most wretched island, we too have lived, the scorn and game of fortune. Bless yourselves from it, noble gentlemen. The greatest plagues that humane nature suffers are seated here, wildness and wants innumerable. How came ye hither? In a ship as you do, and as you might have been had not heaven preserved ye for some more noble use, racked desperately our men and all consumed but we too that still live and spin out the thin and ragged threads of our misfortunes is there no meat above nor meat nor quiet no summer here to promise anything nor autumn to make full the reaper's hands the earth abdonate to the tears of heaven lets nothing shoot but poison weeds no rivers nor no pleasant groves no beasts all that were made for man's use fly this desert no airy fowl dares make its flight over it. It is so ominous. Serpents and ugly things, the shames of nature, roots of malignant tastes, foul-standing waters. Sometimes we find a fulsome sea-root, and that's a delicate. A rat sometimes, and that we hunt like princes in their pleasure. And when we take a toad, we make a banquet. For heaven's sake, let's aboard. Do ye know no farther? yes we have sometimes seen the shadow of a place inhabited and heard the noise of hunters and have attempted to find it so far as a river deep slow and dangerous fenced with high rocks we have gone but not able to achieve that hazard return to our old miseries if this sad story may deserve your pities ye shall aboard with us we will relieve your miseries nor will we be unthankful for this benefit no gentlemen we'll pay for our deliverance look ye that plough the seas for wealth and pleasure that outrun day and night with your ambitions 
Look on those heaps. They seem hard, rugged quarries. Remove them and view them fully. Oh, heaven, they are golden jewels. Be not too hasty. Here lies another heap. And here another, all perfect gold. Stand farther off. You must not be your own carvers. We have shares and deep ones. Yes, sir. We'll maintain ho, fellow sailors. Stand all to your freedoms. I'll have all this. And I this. You shall be hanged first. My losses shall be made good. So shall mine. Or with my sword I'll do't. All that will share with us assist us. Captain, let's set in. This money will undo us. Undo us all. This gold was the overthrow of my happiness. I had command too, when I landed here, and lead young, high, and noble spirits under me. This cursed gold enticed them. They set upon their captain, on me, that owned this wealth, and this poor gentleman, gave us no few wounds, forced us from our own, and then their civil swords, who should be owners, and who lords over all, turned against their own lives, first in their rage, consumed the ship, that poor part of the ship that scraped the first wreck, next their lives by heaps. Oh, be you wise and careful. We'll have more. Sirrah, come shew it. Or ten times worse afflictions than thou speak'st of. Nay, and ye will be dogs. Beat some out. Let me come, Captain. This golden age must have an iron ending. Have at the bunch. He beats them off. Exit. O oh, Albert, O oh, gentlemen, O oh, friends. Exit. Come, noble nephew. If we stay here, we die. Here rides their ship, yet all are gone to the spoil. Let's make a quick use. Away, dear uncle. This gold was our overthrow. It may now be our happiness. Exit. Enter Tybalt and the rest. You shall have gold. Yes, I'll cram it in ya. You shall be your own carvers. Yes, I'll carve ye. I am sore. I pray hear reason. I'll hear none. Covetous base minds have no reason. I am hurt myself. But whilst I have a leg left, I will so haunt your gilded souls. Adieu, Captain. You bleed apace. Curse on the causes aunt. You do not faint? No, no. I am not so happy. Do ye howl? Nay, ye deserve it. Base greedy rogues. Come, shall we make an end of them? They are our countrymen. For heaven's sake, spare em. Alas, they are hurt enough, and they relent now. Aminta above. Oh, Captain, Captain. Whose voice is that? The ladies. Look, Captain, look. Ye are undone. Poor Captain, we are all undone. All, all. We are all miserable. Mad, willful men. Ye are undone. Your ship, your ship. What of her? She's under sail and floating. See where she flies? See to your shames, you wretches? These poor starved things that shewed you gold. Lemur and Franville goes up to see the ship. They have cut the cables and got her out. The tide, too, has befriended them. Where are the sailors that kept her? Here! Here in the mutiny, to take up money and left no creature. Left the boat ashore, too. This gold, this damned enticing gold. How the wind drives her, as if it vied to force her from our furies. Come back, good old men. Good honest men, come back. The wind's against ye. Speak louder. Ye shall have all your gold again. They sails. Hold up your hands and kneel, and howl, ye blockheads. They'll have compassion on ye. Yes, yes, tis very likely ye have deserved it. 
Do you look like dogs now? Are your mighty courages abated? I bleed apace, Tibor. Retire, sir, and make the best use of our miseries. They but begin now. Enter Aminta. Are ye alive still? Yes, sweet. Help him off, lady, and wrap him warm in your arms. Here's something that's comfortable. Off with him handsomely. I'll come to ye straight. But wax these rascals a little. Exit Albert Aminta. Oh, I am hungry and hurt, and I am weary. Here's a pestle of a potijou, sir. Tis excellent meat, with sour sauce, and here's two chains, suppose em sausages. Then there wants mustard, but the fearful surgeon will supply ye presently. Oh, for that surgeon! I shall die else. Faith, there he lies in the same pickle too. My salves and all my instruments are lost, and I am hurt and starved. Good sir, seek for some herbs. His herb graceless. Will that serve? Gentlemen, will ye go to supper? Where's, Where's the, the meat? meat? Where's the meat? What a veal voice is there? Would we had it, sir, or anything else? I would now cut your throat, you dog. But I won't do you such a courtesy to take you from the benefit of starving. Oh, what a comfort will your worship have some three days hence. Ye things beneath pity, famine shall be your harbinger. You must not look for down beds here, nor hangings, though I could wish ye strong ones. Yet there be many lightsome cool star-chambers, open to every sweet air, I'll assure ye, ready provided for ye, and so I leave ye. Your first course is served. Expect a second. Exit. A vengeance on these jewels. Oh, this cursed gold. Exeunt. End of Act One. Act Two of The Sea Voyage by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sea Voyage, a comedy by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. Act Two, Scene One. Enter Albert and Minta. Alas, dear soul, ye faint. You speak the language which I should use to you, heaven knows. My weakness is not for what I suffer in myself, but to imagine what you endure, and to what fate your cruel stars reserve ye. Do not add to my afflictions by your tender pities. Sure, we have changed sexes. You bear calamity with a fortitude which to become a man. I, like a weak girl, suffer oh but your wounds how fearfully they gape and every one to me is a sepulchre if i loved truly wise men affirm that true love can do wonders these bathed in my warm tears would soon be cured and leave no orifice behind pray give me leave to play the surgeon and bind them up the raw air rankles them sweet we want means love can supply all wants what have ye done sweet oh sacrilege to beauty there's no hair of these pure locks by which the greatest king would not be gladly bound and love his fetters 
Oh, Albert, I offer this sacrifice of service to the altar of your staid temperance, and still adore it, when with a violent hand you made me yours. I curse the doer, but now I consider how long I was in your power, and with what honor you entertained me, it being seldom seen that youth and heat of blood could e'er prescribe laws to itself. Your goodness is the letha in which I drown your injuries, and now live truly to serve ye. How do you, sir? receive you the least ease from my service if you do i am largely recompensed you good angels that are engaged when man's ability fails to reward goodness look upon this lady though hunger gripes my croaking entrails yet when i kiss these rubies methinks i'm at a banquet a refreshing banquet speak my blessed one art not hungry indeed i could eat to bear you company Lush, unkind nature, if thou hast power, or, being to hear thyself, and by such innocence accused, must print a thousand kinds of shame upon thy various face. Canst thou supply a drunkard, and with a prodigal hand reach choice of wines, till he cast up thy blessings? Or a glutton that robs the elements to soothe his palate, and only eats to beget appetite, not to be satisfied? and suffer here a virgin which the saints would make their guest to pine for hunger horns within ha if my sense deceive me not these notes take being from the breath of men confirm me my amita again this way the gentle wind conveys it to us hear you nothing yes it seems free hunter's music still tis louder and i remember the portugals informed us they had often heard such sounds but ne'er could touch the shore from whence it came. Follow me, my Amita. My good genius, show me the way still. Still we are directed. When we gain the top of this near-rising hill, we shall know further. Exit and enter above. Courteous Zephyrs, on his dewy wings, carries perfumes to cheer us. The air clears, too. And now we may discern another island and questionless the seat of fortunate men oh that we could arrive there no albert tis only to be hoped this envious torrent's cruelly interposed we have no vessel that may transport us nor hath nature given us wings to fly better try all hazards than perish here remediless i feel new vigour in me and a spirit that dares more than a man to serve my fair aminta these arms shall be my oars with which i'll swim and my zeal to save thy innocent self like wings shall bear me up above the brackish waves will ye then leave me till now i ne'er was wretched my best aminta i swear by goodness tis nor hope nor fear of myself that invites me to this extreme tis to supply thy wants and believe me though pleasure met me in most ravishing forms and happiness courted me to entertain her i would not eat nor sleep till i returned and crowned thee with my fortunes oh but your absence suppose it but a dream and as you may endeavour to take rest and when that sleep deceives your hunger with imagined food think you have sent me for discovery of some most fortunate continent yet unknown which you are to be queen of and now ye powers that e'er heard lovers prayers or cherished pure affection look on him that is your votary and make it known against all stops you can defend your own exit enter hippolyta crocale juletta 
How did we lose Clorinda? When we believed the stag was spent and would take soil, the sight of the black lake, which we supposed he'd choose for his last refuge, frighted him more than we that did pursue him. That's usual, for death itself is not so terrible to any beast of chase. Tis so dreadful. Birds that with their pinions cleave the air dare not fly over it. When the stag turned head, and we, even tired with labor, Clorinda, as if she were made of air and fire, and had no part of earth in her, eagerly pursued him. Nor need we fear her safety. This place yields not fawns nor satyrs, or more lustful men. Here we live secure, and have among ourselves a commonwealth, which in ourselves begun, with us must end. Ay, there's the misery. But being alone allows me freedom but to speak my thoughts. The strictness of our governess, that forbids us, on pain of death, the sight and use of men is more than tyranny. For herself, she's past those youthful heats, and feels not the want of that which young maids long for. And her daughter, the fair Clorinda, though in few years, improved in height and large proportion, came here so young, that scarce remembering that she had a father, she never dreams of man. And should she see one, in my opinion, it would appear a strange beast to her. Tis not so with us. For my part, I confess it, I was not made for this single life, nor do I love hunting so, but that I had rather be the chase myself. By Venus, out upon me, I should have sworn by Diana, I am of thy mind too wench, and though I have ta'en an oath, not alone, to detest, but never to think of man, every hour something tells me I am forsworn, for I confess imagination helps me sometimes, and that's all is left for us to feed on. We might starve else. For if I have any pleasure in this life, that when I sleep, I am a pagan. Then from the courtier to the country clown, I have strange visions. Visions, Crocolet. Yes, and fine visions, too. And visions I hope and dreams are harmless, and not forbidden by our canons. The last night, troth tis a foolish one, but I must tell it, as I lay in my cabin, betwixt sleeping and waking. Upon your back? How should a young maid lie, fool, when she would be entranced? We are instructed. Forward, I prithee. Methought a sweet young man, in years some twenty, with a downy chin, promising a future beard, and yet no red one, stole slyly to my cabin all unbraced, took me in his arms, and kissed me twenty times. Yet still I slept. Fie, thy lips run over, Crocolet. But to the rest. Lord, what a man is this, thought I, to do this to a maid. Yet then for my life I could not wake. The youth, a little danted with his trembling hand, heaved up the clothes. Yet still you slept? I faith I did. And when, methought, he was warm by my side, thinking to catch him, I stretched out both mine arms. And when I felt him not, I shrieked out and waked for anger. Twas a pretty dream. Aye, if it had been a true one. Enter, I'll bear. But stay. What's here cast o'er the shore? Tis a man. Shall I shoot him? No, no, tis a handsome beast. And would we had more of the breed. Stand close, wenches, and let's hear if he can speak. Do I yet live? Sure it is air I breathe. What place is this? Sure something more than humane keeps residence here. For I have passed the Stygian gulf and touch upon the blessed shore. "'Tis so, 
this is the Elysian shade, these happy spirits that here enjoy all pleasures. He makes toward us. Stand or I'll shoot. Hold, he makes no resistance. Be not offended, goddesses, that I fall thus prostrate at your feet. Or, if not such, but nymphs of Dian's train, that range these groves which you forbid to men, vouchsafe to know I am a man, a wicked, sinful man, and yet not sold so far to impudence as to presume to press upon your privacies, or provoke your heavenly angers. Tis not for myself I beg thus poorly, for I am already wounded, wounded to death, and faint. My last breath is for a virgin, comes as near yourselves in all perfection as what mortal may resemble things divine. Oh, pity her, and let your charity free her from that desert, if heavenly charity can reach to hell, for sure that place comes near it. And where'er my ghost shall find abode, eternally I shall pour blessings on ye. By my life I cannot hurt him. Though I lose my head for it, nor I, I must pity him, and will. Enter Clarinda. But stay, Clarinda. What new game have you found here? Ha! <laughs> what beast is this lies wallowing in his gore? Keep off. Wherefore, I pray, I ne'er turn from a fell lioness robbed of her whelps, and shall I fear dead carrion? Oh, but... But what is it? It is infectious. Has it not a name? Yes, but such a name from which as from the devil your mother commands us fly. Is it a man? It is. What a brave shape it has in death! How excellent would it appear had it life! Why should it be infectious? I have heard my mother say I had a father, and was not he a man? Questionless, madam. Your fathers, too, were men. Without a doubt, lady. And without such it is impossible we could have been. A sin against nature to deny it. Nor can you or I have any hope to be a mother without the help of men. Impossible. Which of you then, most barbarous, that knew you from a man had being, and owe to it the name of parent, durst presume to kill the likeness of that thing by which you are? Whose arrows made these wounds? Speak, or by Diane without distinction I'll let fly at ye all. Not mine. Nor mine. Tis strange to see her moved thus. Restrain your fury, madam. Had we killed him, we had but performed your mother's command. But if she command unjust and cruel things, we are not to obey it. We are innocent. Some storm did cast him shipwrecked on the shore, as you see, wounded. Nor durst we be surgeons to such your mother doth appoint for death. Weak excuse. Where's pity? Where's soft compassion? Cruel and ungrateful. Did Providence offer to your charity but one poor subject to express it on, and in it to show our wants too, and could you so carelessly neglect it? For aught I know, he's living yet, and may tempt your mother by giving him succour. Ha! Ah, come near, I charge ye. So, bend his body softly, rub his temples nay, that shall be my office. Oh, how the red steals into his pale lips! Run and fetch the simples with which my mother healed my arm when last I was wounded by the boar. Do, but remember her to come after ye, that she may behold her daughter's charity. Exit Hippolyta. Now he breathes. The air passing through Arabian groves yields not so sweet an odor. 
Prithee taste it, taste it, good Crocale, yet I envy thee so great a blessing. Tis not sin to touch these rubies, is it? Not, I think. Or thus to live chameleon-like. I could resign my essence to live ever thus. Oh, welcome, raise him up gently. Some soft hand bound up these wounds, a woman's hair. What fury for which my ignorance does not know a name is crept into my bosom. <sighs> Enter Hippolyta. But I forget my pious work. Now if this juice hath power, let it appear. His eyelids ope, prodigious. Two suns break from these orbs. Ah, where am I? What new vision's this? To what goddess do I owe this second life? Sure thou art more than mortal, and any sacrifice of thanks or duty in poor and wretched man to pay comes short of your immortal bounty. But to show I am not unthankful, thus, in humility, I kiss the happy ground you have made sacred by bearing of your weight. No, goddess friend, but made of that same brittle mould as you are, one, too, acquainted with calamities, and from that apt to pity. Charity ever finds in the act reward, and needs no trumpet in the receiver. Oh, forbear this duty. I have a hand to meet with yours, and lips to bid yours welcome. I see that by instinct, though a young maid hath never seen a man, touches of titillations, and inform her. Enter Rosella. But here's our governess. Now I expect a storm. Child of my flesh, and not of my fair unspotted mind, unhand this monster. Monster, mother? Yes, and every word he speaks a siren's note to drown the careless hearer. Have I not taught thee the falsehood and the perjuries of men, on whom but for a woman to show pity is to be cruel to herself? The sovereignty, proud and imperious men, usurp upon us. We confer on ourselves, and love those fetters we fasten to our freedoms. Have we, Clorinda, since thy father's rack sought liberty, to lose it, uncompelled? Did fortune guide, or rather destiny, our bark, to which we could appoint no port to this blessed place, inhabited heretofore by warlike women, that kept men in subjection? did we then by their example after we had lost all we could love in man here plant ourselves with execrable oaths never to look on man but as a monster and wilt thou be the first president to infringe those vows we made to heaven hear me and hear me with justice and as ye are delighted in the name of mother hear a daughter that would be like you should all women use this obstinate abstinence you would force upon us, in a few years the whole world would be peopled only with beasts. We must, and will have men. Ay, or will shake off all obedience. Are ye mad? Can no persuasion alter ye? Suppose you had my suffrage to your suit, can this shipwrecked wretch supply them all? Hear me, great lady. I have fellows in my misery not far hence, divided only by this hellish river. There live a company of wretched men, such as your charity may make your slaves. Imagine all the miseries mankind may suffer under, and they groan beneath them. But are they like to you? Speak they your language. Are they able, lusty men? They were good, ladies, and in their may of youth of gentle blood, and such as may deserve ye. Now cold and hunger hath lessened their perfection, 
but restored to what they were i doubt not they'll appear worthy your favours this is a blessing we durst not hope for dear mother be not obdurate hear then my resolution and labour not to add to what i'll grant for twill be fruitless you shall appear as good angels to these wretched men in a small boat will pass over to them and bring them comfort if you like their persons and they approve of yours for we'll force nothing and since we want ceremonies each one shall choose a husband and enjoy his company a month but that expired you shall no more come near them if you prove fruitful the males ye shall return to them the females we will reserve ourselves this is the utmost ye shall ever obtain as ye think fit ye may dismiss this stranger and prepare to-morrow for the journey exit come sir will ye walk we will show ye our pleasant bowers and something ye shall find to cheer your heart excellent lady though twill appear a wonder one near starved should refuse rest and meat i must not take your noble offer i left in yonder desert a virgin almost pined she's not your wife no lady but my sister tis now dangerous to speak truth to her i deeply vowed not to taste food or rest if fortune brought it to me till i blessed her with my return now if you please to afford me an easy passage to her and some meat for her recovery i shall live your slave and thankfully she shall ever acknowledge her life at your service <laughs> you plead so well i can deny ye nothing i myself will see you furnished and with the next sun visit and relieve thee ye are all goodness exit end of act two Act Three of The Sea Voyage by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One. Enter severally Lamour, Franville, Morillat oh what a tempest have i in my stomach how my empty guts cry out my wounds ache would they would bleed again that i might get something to quench my thirst oh lemur the happiness my dogs had when i kept house at home they had a storehouse a storehouse of most blessed bones and crusts happy crusts oh how sharp hunger pinches me exit from view o my importunate belly i have nothing to satisfy thee i have sought as far as my weak legs would carry me yet can find nothing neither meat nor water nor anything that's nourishing my belly's grown together like an empty satchel enter from view how now what news hast any meat yet not a bit that i can see here be goodly quarries, but they be cruel hard to gnaw. I have got some mud. We'll eat it with spoons. Very good thick mud. But it stinks damnably. There's old rotten trunks of trees, too, but not a leaf nor blossom in all the island. How it looks. It stinks, too. It may be poison. 
let it be anything so i can get it down why man poison's a princely dish hast thou no biscuits no crumbs left in my pocket here's my doublet give me but three small crumbs not for three kingdoms if i were master of em oh lemure but one poor joint of mutton we have scorned man thou speak'st of paradise oh but the snuffles of those healths we have lewdly at midnight flang away ah but to lick the glasses enter surgeon here comes the surgeon what hast thou discovered smile smile and comfort us i am expiring smile they that can i can find nothing gentlemen here's nothing can be meat without a miracle oh that i had my boxes and my lints now my stoops my tents and those sweet helps of nature what dainty dishes could i make of em hast near an old suppository oh would i had sir or but the paper where such a cordial potion or pills hath been entombed or the best bladder were a cooling clister hast thou no cerecloth left nor any old pulses we care not to what it hath been ministered sure i have none of these dainties gentlemen where's the great wen thou cutst from hugh the sailor's shoulder that would serve now for a most princely banquet ay if we had it gentlemen i flung it overboard slave that i was a most unprovident villain if i had anything that were but supple now i could make salads of your shoes gentlemen and rare ones anything unctuous ay and then we might fry and soles in the sun the soles would make a second dish or souse em in the salt water an inner sole well soused enter aminta here comes the woman it may be she has meat and may relieve us let's withdraw and mark and then be ready she'll hide her store else and so cosmos how weary and how hungry am i how feeble and how faint is all my body mine eyes like spent lamps glowing out grow heavy my sight forsaking me and all my spirits as if they heard my passing bell go for me pull in their powers and give me up to destiny oh for a little water a little little meat a little to relieve me ere i perish i had whole floods of tears a while that nourished me but they are all consumed for thee dear albert for thee they are spent for thou art dead merciless fate has swallowed thee oh i grow heavy sleep is a salve for misery heaven look on me and either take my life or make me once more happy she's fast asleep already why should she have this blessing and we wake still wake to our wants this thing hath been our overthrow and all these biting mischiefs that fall on us are come through her means true we were bound ye all know for happy places and most fertile islands where we had constant promises of all things she turned the captain's mind and must have him go and search i know not of who nor to what end of such a fool her brother and such a coxcomb her kinsman and we must put in everywhere she has put us in now i faith why should we consume thus and starve have nothing to relieve us 
and she live there that bred all our miseries, unroasted or unsod. I have read in stories. Of such restoring meats we have examples, thousand examples, and allowed for excellent. Women that have eat their children, men their slaves, nay their brothers. But these are nothing, husbands devoured their wives. They are their chattels. And of a schoolmaster that in a time of famine powdered up all his scholars. She's young and tiddy, and my conscience shall eat delicately, just like young pork a little lean. Your opinion, surgeon? I think she may be made good meat, but look, we shall want salt. Tush, she needs no powdering. I grant ye, but to suck out the humorous parts, by all means, let's kill her in a chafe, she'll eat the sweeter. Let's kill her anyway, and kill her quickly, that we might be at our meat. How if the captain? Talk not of him, he's dead, and the rest famished. Wake her, surgeon, and cut her throat, and then divide her, every man his share. She wakes herself. Holy and good things keep me. What cruel dreams have I had? Who are these? Oh, they are my friends. For heaven's sake, gentlemen, give me some food to save my life, if you have aught to spare. A little to relieve me, I may bless ye, for weak and wretched, ready to perish, even now I die. You'll save a labour, then. You bred these miseries, then you shall pay for it. We have no meat, nor where to have we know not, nor how to pull ourselves from these afflictions. We are starved, too, famished, all our hopes eluded. Yet ere we die thus, we'll have one dainty meal. Shall I be with ye, gentlemen? Yes, marry shall ye, in our bellies, lady. We love you well. What said you, sir? Marry, we'll eat your ladyship. You that have buried us in this base island, we'll bury ye in a more noble monument. Will ye say your prayers that I may perform, lady? We are wondrous sharp set. Come, gentlemen, who are for the hinder parts? I. I. And I. Be patient, they will not fall to every man's share. Oh, hear me, hear me, you barbarous men. Be short and pithy, our stomachs cannot stay a long discourse. And be not fearful, for I'll kill ye daintily. Are ye not Christians? Why, do not Christians eat women? Enter Tybalt, Master, Sailors. Eat one another? Tis most impious. Come, come. Oh, help, help, help! The lady's voice. Stand off, slaves. What do you intend, villains? I have strength enough left me, if you abuse this soul, to— They would have ravished her upon my life. Speak. How was it, lady? Forgive em. Twas their hungers. Ha! Their hungers. They would have eaten her. Oh, damned villains! Speak. Is it true? I confess an appetite. An appetite? I'll fit you for an appetite. Are you so sharp-set that her flesh must serve you? Mathus, a main good service with your worship, since ye would be such devils. Why did ye not begin with one another handsomely, and spare the woman to beget more food on? Good, sir. You shall grow mummy, rascals. I'll make you fall to your brawls, and your buttocks, and worry one another like keen bandogs. Good, sir, be merciful. You shall know what is to be damned cannibals. Oh, my best friend! Enter Albert. Alas, poor heart, here! Here's some meat and sovereign drink to ease you. Sit down, gentle sweet. I am blessed to see you. Stir not within forty foot of this food. If you do, dogs. 
Oh, oh Captain, 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 Captain. Ye shall have meat, all of you. Captain, hear me first. Hark, tis so inhumane. I would not have the air corrupted with it. Oh, barbarous men, sit down, Dupont, good master, and honest sailors. But stand you off, and wait upon our charity. I'll wait on you else, and touch nothing but what's flung ye, as if you were dogs. If you do, I'll cut your fingers, friends. I'll spoil your carving. There, wretches, there. Eat your meat handsomely now, and give heaven thanks. There's more bread. See, they snarl like dogs. Eat quietly, you rascals, eat quietly. There is drink, too. Come, come, I'll fill you each your cups. You shall not surfeit. And what have you discovered? Sweet, a paradise. A paradise inhabited with angels, such as you are. Their pities make em angels. They gave me these viands, and supplied me with these precious drinks. Shall we not see em? Yes, they will see you, out of their charities. Having heard our story, they will come and comfort us. Come presently, we shall no more, no wants, nor miseries. Are they all women? All, and all in love with us. How? Do not mistake. In love with our misfortunes, they will cherish and relieve our men. Do you shrug now, and pull up your noses? You smell comfort. See, they stretch out their legs like dotterels, each like a new Saint Denis. Dear mistress, when you would name me, and the woman here, call me your brother. You I'll call my sister, and pray observe this all. Why do you change color, sweet? Eating too much meat. Socked with jealousy. Fie, fie, dear saint, ye faith ye are to blame. Are ye not here? Here, fixed in my heart. Hark, hark. Enter Rosella, Clarinda, Crocale, Hippolyta, Juletta. They are come. Stand ready and look nobly, and with all humble reverence receive them. Our lives depend upon their gentle pities, and death waits on their anger. Sure they are, fairies. Be their devils, devils of flesh and blood, after so long a lent and tedious voyage. To me they are angels. Oh, for some eringos. Potatoes, or cantharides. Peace, you rogues, that by abilities of your apothecaries, had I but took the diet of green cheese and onions for a month, I could do wonders. Are these the jewels you run mad for? What can you see in one of these, to whom you would vouchsafe a gentle touch? Can nothing persuade you to love yourselves, and place your happiness in cold and chaste embraces of each other? This is from the purpose. We had your grant to have them as they were. Tis a beauteous creature, and to myself I do appear deformed when I consider her. And yet she is the stranger's sister. <laughs> Why then should I fear? She cannot prove my rival. When you repent that you refused my counsel, may it add to your afflictions that you were forward, yet leaped into the gulf of your misfortunes. But have your wishes. Now she makes to us. I am instructed, but take heed, Albert, you prove not false. Ye are your own assurance, and so acquainted with your own perfections that weak doubts cannot reach you. Therefore, fear not. That you are poor and miserable men, my eyes inform me. That without our succours, hope cannot flatter you to dream of safety. The present plight you are in can resolve you that to be merciful is to draw near the heavenly essence. Whether you will be thankful, I do not question, nor demand what country bred you, what names, what manners, 
to us it is sufficient that we relieve such as have the shapes of men and i command you as we are not ambitious to know further of you that on pain of death you presume not to inquire what we are or whence derived in all things we obey you and thankfully we shall ever confess ourselves your creatures you speak as becomes you first then and willingly deliver up those weapons we could force from you we lay em down most gladly at your feet i've had many a combat with a tall wench but never was disarmed before and now hear comfort your wants shall be supplied and though it be a debt women may challenge to be sued to especially from such they may command we give up to you that power and therefore freely each make his choice then here i fix nay she's mine i eyed her first this mine stay good rascals you are too forward sir gallant you are not giving order to a tailor for the fashion of a new suit nor are you in your warehouse master merchant stand back and give your betters leave your betters and grumble not if you do as i love meat i will so swing the saltage out on you captain master and the rest of us that are brothers and good fellows we have been too late by the airs and yet smart for our follies to end therefore all future emulation if you please to trust with my election you shall say i am not partial to myself i doubt not give content to all agreed agreed, agreed. then but observe how learned and discreetly i will proceed and as a skilful doctor in all the quirks belonging to the game read over your complexions for you captain being first in place and therefore first to be served i give my judgment thus for your aspect you are such inclined to melancholy and that tells me the sullen saturnae had predominance at your nativity a malignant planet and if not qualified by a sweet conjunction of a soft and ruddy wench born under venus it may prove fatal therefore to your arms i give this rose-cheeked virgin to my wish till now i never was happy nor i accursed master you are old yet love the game that i perceive too and if not well spurred up you may prove rusty therefore to help you here's a bradamanta or i am cozened in my calculation a poor old man allotted to my share thou wouldst have two nay i think twenty but fear not wench though he be old he's tough look on smaking he'll not fail i warrant thee a merry fellow and were not man a creature i detest i could endure his company here's a fair herd of does before me and now for a barren one for though i like the sport i do not love to father children like the grand seigneur thus i walk in my seraglio and view them as i pass then draw i forth my handkerchief and having made my choice i thus bestow it on me on you now my choice is made to it you hungry rascals excellent as i love goodness it makes me smile the height of all my fears what a strong contention you may behold between my mother's mirth and anger nay no coyness be mistress of your word i must and will enjoy you be advised fool alas i am old how canst thou hope content from one that's fifty never talk on't i have known good ones at threescore and upwards besides the weather's hot and men that have experience fair fevers a temperate diet is the only physic your shulips nor guajacum prunellis campire pills 
nor gored water come not near your old woman youthful stomachs are still craving though there be nothing left to stop their mouths with and believe me i am no frequent giver of those bounties laugh on laugh on good gentlemen do i shall make holiday and sleep when you dig in the mines till your hearts ache a mad fellow well sir i'll give you hearing and as i like your wooing and discourse but i must tell you sir that rich widows look for great sums in present or assurances of ample jointers that to me is easy for instantly i'll do it hear me comrades what sayest thou tibor why that to woo a wench with empty hands is no good heraldry therefore let's to the gold and share it equally twill speak for us more than a thousand compliments or cringes ditties stolen from petrarch or discourse from ovid besides twill beget us respect and if ever fortune friend us with a bark largely supply us with all provision well advised defer it not are ye contented we, we are. are let's away then straight will return and you shall see our riches exit since i knew what wonder and amazement was i never was so transported why weep ye gentle maid there is no danger here to such as you banish fear for with us i dare promise you shall meet all courteous entertainment we esteem ourselves most happy in you and bless fortune that brought you hither hark in your ear i love you as a friend already ere long you shall call me by a nearer name i wish your brother well i know you apprehend me i to my grief i do alas good ladies there is nothing left me but thanks to pay you with that's more than yet you stand engaged for enter albert tybalt and the rest with the treasure so soon returned here see the idol of the lapidary these pearls for which the slavish negro dives to the bottom of the sea to get which the industrious merchant touches at either pole the never-failing purchase of lordships and of honours the world's mistress that can give everything to the possessors for which the sailors scorn tempestuous winds spit defiance in the sea speak lady look we not lovely now yes yes o oh, my stars be now for ever blessed that have brought to my revenge these robbers take your arrows and nail these monsters to the earth what mean ye lady in what have we offended o oh, my daughter and you companions with me in all fortunes look on these caskets and these jewels these were our own when we first put to sea with good sebastian and these the pirates that not alone deprived him of this treasure but also took his life part of my present i will remember was mine own and these were mine sure i have worn this jewel wherefore do ye stay then and not perform my command oh heaven what cruel fate pursues us i am well enough served that must be offering joint hers jewels and precious stones more than i brought with me why shoot ye not hear me dear mother and when the greatest cruelty is justice do not show mercy death to these starved wretches is a reward not punishment let em live to undergo the full weight of your displeasure that they may have sense to feel the torments they have deserved allow em some small pittance to linger out their tortures tis well counselled and, and we'll follow it. it hear us speak peace dogs 
bind them fast when fury hath given way to reason i will determine of their sufferings which shall be horrid vengeance though slow-paced at length o'ertakes the guilty and the wrath of the incensed powers will fall most sure on wicked men when they are most secure exeunt end of act three Act four of The Sea Voyage by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act four, scene one. Enter Raymond, Sebastian, Nicusa, sailors here's nothing sir but poverty and hunger no promise of inhabitants neither track of beast nor foot of man we have searched all this rocky desert yet cannot discover any assurance here is or hath been such men not a relic of anything they wore nor mark left by em either to find relief or to warn others from the like misfortune believe it these fellows are both false and to get a little succour in their misery have framed this cunning tale the ship i know is french and owned by pirates if not by albert my arch enemy you told me too there was a woman with him a young and handsome woman there was so sir and such and such young gallants we told you true sir that they had no means to quit this island and that amidst their mutiny to save your lives you got their ship all is most certain sir where are they then where are these men or women we are landed where your fates did assure us we could not miss their sights for this news we took ye to our mercy relieved ye when the furious sea and famine strove which should first devour ye clothed and cherished ye used ye as those ye say ye are fair gentlemen now keep your words and shew us this company your own free pities spoke of these men ye left in misery the woman men of those noble breedings you pretend to should scorn to lie or get their food with falsehood come direct us alas sir they are gone but by what means or providence we know not was not the captain a fellow of a fiery yet brave nature a middle stature and of brown complexion he was sir twas albert and my poor wretched sister twas he certain i have been at sea with him many times at sea come show us these men show us presently and do not dally with us we left him here what should we say sir here in this place the earth cannot swallow em they have no wings they cannot fly sure you told us too of heaps of treasure and of sums concealed that set their hearts afire we see no such thing no such sign what can you say to purge ye what have you done with these men we sir you sir for certain i believe ye saw such people by all that's good by all that's pure and honest by all that's holy I dare not credit ye. Ye have so abused my hope that now I hate ye. Let's put em in their ragged clothes again, Captain, for certain they are knaves. Let's e'en deliver them to their old fruitful farm. Here let em walk the island. If ye do so, we should curse your mercies. Rather put us to sea again. Not so, yet this I'll do, because ye say ye are Christians, though I heartily credit it. Bring in the boat, and all aboard again but these two wretches you leave em four days meet if in that time for i will search all nooks of this strange island 
I can discover any tract of these men, alive or dead, I'll bear ye off and honor ye. If not, ye have found your graves. So farewell. Exit. That goodness dwells above and knows us innocent. Comfort our lives and at his pleasure quit us. Come, cousin, come. Old time will end our story. But no time, if we end well, ends our glory. Exit. Enter Rosella, Clarinda, Crocale, Hippolyta, Juletta. Use them with all the austerity that may be. They are our slaves, and turn all those pities, those tender reflections that should become your sex, to stern anger. And when ye look upon them, look with those eyes that wept those bitter sorrows, those cruelties yet suffered by their rapines, some five days hence that blessed hour comes, most happy to me, that knit this hand to my dear husband's, and both our hearts in mutual bands. That hour, ladies. What of that hour? Why, on that hour, daughter, and in the height of all our celebrations, our dear remembrances of that dear man, and those that suffered with him, our fair kinsmen, their lives shall fall a sacrifice to vengeance, their lives that ruined his. Tis a full justice. I will look glorious in their bloods, and the most noble spirit of Sebastian, that perished by the pride of these French pirates, shall smile in heaven, and bless the hand that killed them. Look strictly all unto your prisoners, for he that makes escape beyond my vengeance, or entertains a hope by your fair usage, take heed, I say, she that deceives my trust, again take heed, her life, and that's but light neither, her life in all the tortures my spirit can put on. We shall, we shall be, be careful. careful. Do so. Exit Rosella. You are angry, mother, and ye are old too, forgetting what men are. But we shall temper ye. How fare your prisoners, ladies? In what forms do they appear in their afflictions? Mine fare but poorly, for so I am commanded. Tis none of their faults. Of what sort are they? They say they are gentlemen, but they shew mongrels. How do they suffer? Faith like boys. They are fearful in all fortunes. When I smile, they kneel and beg to have that face continues, and like poor slaves adore the ground I go on. When I frown, they hang their most dejected heads like fearful sheep pounds. Shoo them across the bread, and they'll saint me presently, and skip like apes for a sup of wine. I'll whip them like hackneys, saddle them, ride them, do what I will with them. Tush, these are poor things. Have they names like Christians? Very fair names, uh, Franville, Lemure, and Morlat, and Beg of great kindreds, too. They offer very handsomely, but that I am a fool and dare not venture. They are sound, too, o' oh, my conscience, or very near upon it. Fie, away, fool. They tell me, if they might be brought before you, they would reveal things of strange consequence. Their base poor fears. Ay, that makes me hate them too. For if they were but manly to their sufferance, sure I should strain a point or two. An hour hence I'll take a view of them and hear their business. Are your men thus too? Mine? No, gentle madam. Mine were not cast in such base moulds. Afflictions, tortures, are names and natures of delight to my men. All sorts of cruelties they meet like pleasures. I have but two. The one they call Dupont. Tybalt Dupont, the other shipmaster. Have they not lives and fears? Lives they have, madam, 
but those lives never linked to such companions as fears or doubts use em nobly and where you find fit subjects for your pities let it become ye to be courteous my mother will not always be thus rigorous mine are sailors madam but they sleep soundly and seldom trouble me unless it be when they dream sometimes of fights and tempests then they roar and whistle for cans of wine and down they fling me and in that rage for they are violent fellows they play such reeks if they have meat they thank me if none they heartily desire to be hanged quickly and this is all they care look to em diligently and where your pities tell ye they may deserve give comfort we will exit come hither be not frighted enter aminta think not ye steal this liberty for we give it your tender innocence assures me virgin ye had no share in those wrongs these men did us i find ye are not hardened in such mischiefs your brother was misled sure foully misled how much i fear these pities certain he was so much i pity him and for your sake whose eyes plead for him nay for his own sake ha for i see about him women have subtle eyes and look narrowly or i am much abused many fair promises nay beyond those two many shadowed virtues i think he is good i assure myself he will be and out of that assurance take this comfort for i perceive your fear hath much dejected ye i love your brother madam nay do not take it for a dreamt of favour that comforts in sleep and awake vanishes indeed i love him do ye indeed you doubt still because ye fear his safety indeed he is the sweetest man i e'er saw i think the best ye may hear without blushes and give me thanks if ye please for my courtesy madam i ever must yet witness heaven they are hard pulled from me believe me madam so many imperfections i could find forgive me grace for lying and such wants tis to an honest use such poverties both in his main proportion and his mind too there are a hundred handsomer i lie lewdly your noble usage madam hath so bound me to ye that i must tell ye come tell your worst he is no husband for ye i think ye mean in that fair way ye have hit it i am sure ye have hit my heart you will find him dangerous madam as fickle as the flying air proud jealous soon glutted in your sweets and soon forgetful i could say more and tell ye i have a brother another brother that so far excels this both in the ornaments of man and making if you were not his sister i should doubt ye mainly doubt ye for his love ye deal so cunningly do not abuse me i have trusted ye with more than life with my first love be careful of me in what use madam in this lady speak to him for me you have power upon him tell him i love him tell him i dote on him it will become your tongue become my grave o fortune o cursed fortune tell him his liberty and all those with him all our wealth and jewels good sister for i'll call ye so i shall lady even die i hope here's mead and wine pray take it and there he lies give him what liberty you please but still concealed what pleasure you shall please sister he shall ne'er want again nay see and you'll take it 
Why do you study thus? To avoid mischiefs, if they should happen. <laughs> Go, and be happy for me. O oh, blind fortune, yet happy this far I shall live to see him, in what strange desolation lives he here now? Sure this curtain will reveal. Enter Albert. Who's that? Ha! Ah, some gentle hand, I hope, to bring me comfort, or, if it be my death, tis sweetly shadowed. Have ye forgot me, sir? My Aminta! She, sir, that walks here up and down in empty shadow, one that for some few hours but wanders here, carrying her own sad coffin, seeking some desert place to lodge her griefs in. Sweet sorrow, welcome, welcome, noble grief! How got you this fair liberty to see me? For sorrows in your shape are strangers to me. I come to counsel ye. Ye are still more welcome, for good friends in afflictions give good counsels. Pray, then, proceed. Pray eat first, ye shew faint. Here's wine to refresh ye too. I thank ye, dear. Drink again. Here's to our loves. How turn and weep. Pray pledge it. This happiness we have yet left, our hearts are free. Not pledge it? Why? And though beneath the axe this health were holy, why do ye weep thus? I come to woo ye. To woo me, sweet? I am wooed and won already. You know I am yours. This pretty way becomes ye. But you would deceive my sorrows. That's your intent? I would, I could, I should not weep, but smile. Do ye like your meat and wine? Like it? Do you like your liberty? All these I well may like. Then pray, like her that sent them. Do ye like wealth and most unequalled beauty? Peace! Indeed, you'll make me angry. Would I were dead that ask it, then ye might freely like, and I forgive ye. What like, and who? Add not more misery to a man that's fruitful in afflictions? Who is't you would have me like? Who sent these comforts? I must tell. Be bold. But be ye temperate. If you be bold, I die. The young fair virgin, sorrow hath made me old. O oh, hearken, and wisely hark, the governess daughter, that star that strikes this island full of wonder, that blooming sweetness. What of her? She sent it, and with it it must be out she dotes on ye, and must enjoy ye, else no joy must find ye. And have you the patience to deliver this? A sister may say much, and modestly. A sister? Yes, that name undid ye, undid us both. Had ye named wife, she had feared ye, and feared the sin she followed. She had shunned, yea, her virgin modesty had not touched at ye, but thinking you were free hath kindled a fire, I fear will hardly be extinguished. Indeed, I played the fool. Oh, my best sir, take heed, take heed of lies. Truth, though it troubles some minds, some wicked minds that are both dark and dangerous, yet it preserves itself. It comes off pure, innocent, and like the sun, though never so eclipsed, must break in glory. Oh, sir, lie no more. You have read me a fair lecture, and put a spell upon my tongue for feigning. But how will you counsel now? Ye must study to forget me. How? Be patient. Be wise and patient, it concerns ye highly. Can ye lay by our loves? But why should I doubt it? Ye are a man, and man may shift affections. Tis held no sin. To come to the point, ye must lose me, many and mighty reasons. Hear me, Aminta. Have you a man that loves you, too? That feeds ye, that sends ye liberty? 
has this great governess a noble son too young and apt to catch ye am i because i am in bonds and miserable my health decayed my youth and strength half blasted my fortune like my waning self for this despised am i for this forsaken a new love chosen and my affections like my fortunes wanderers take heed of lying you that chide me for it and show how deep a sin it was and dangerous take heed yourself you swore you loved me dearly no few nor little oaths you swore aminta though sealed with no small faith i then assured myself oh seek no new ways to cousin truth i do not by love itself i love thee and ever must nor can all deaths dissolve it why do you urge me thus then for your safety to preserve your life my life i do confess is hers she gives it and let her take it back i yield it my love's entirely thine none shall touch at it none my aminta none ye have made me happy and now i know ye are mine fortune i scorn thee go to your rest and i'll sit by ye whilst i have time i'll be your mate and comfort ye for only i am trusted you shall want nothing not a liberty that i can steal ye may we not celebrate our loves aminta and where our wishes cannot meet you are wanton but with cold kisses i'll allay that fever look for no more and that in private too believe me i shall blush else but let's consider we are both lost else let's in and prevent fate exeunt enter crocale juletta tybalt master you do well to eros ladies we shall be musty else what are your wise wills now you are very crank still as crank as a holy friar fed with hailstones but do you bring us out to bait like bulls or are you weary of the charge ye are at turn us abroad again let's jog ladies we are gross and coarse unfit for your sweet pleasures knock off our shoes and turns to grass you are determined still to be stubborn then it well becomes ye and humour lady that contents a prisoner a sullen fit sometimes serve for a second course ye may as well be kind and gain our favours gain meat and drink and lodging to rest your bones my bones have bore me thus long and had their share of pains and recreations if they fail now they are no fair companions are ye thus harsh to all our sex we cannot be merry without a fiddler pray strike up your tabors ladies the fools despise us we know ye are very hungry now yes tis very wholesome ladies for we that have gross bodies must be careful have ye no piercing air to stir our stomachs we are beholding to ye for our ordinary why slaves tis in our power to hang ye very likely tis in our powers then to be hanged and scorn ye hangings as sweet to us as dream unto you come be more courteous do and then ye shall be pleased and have all necessaries give me some ratsbane then and why ratsbane monsieur we live like vermin here and eat up your cheese your mouldy cheese that none but rats would bite at therefore tis just that rats bane should reward us we are unprofitable and our ploughs are broken there is no hope of harvest this year ladies ye shall have content ay and we'll serve your uses i had rather serve hogs there's more delight in it your greedy appetites are never satisfied just like hungry camels sleeping or waking you chew the cud still by this hand we'll starve you tis a noble courtesy 
I had as lief ye should famish me as founder me. To be jaded to death is only fit for a hackney. Here be certain tarts of tar about me, and parcels of potargo in my jerkin, as long as these last. Which will not last ever. Then we'll eat one another like good fellows. A shoulder of his for a haunch of mine. Tis excellent. Twill be as we'll dress it, ladies. Why sure ye are not men? Ye had best come search us. A seaman is seldom without a salt eel. I am bad enough, and in my nature a notorious wencher, and yet ye make me blush at your immodesty. Tell me, good master, didst ever see such thing? I could like em, though they were lewdly given, if they could say no, but fie on em, they gape like oysters. Well, ye may hang or starve us, but your commanding impudence shall never fear us. Had ye by blushing signs, soft cunings, crept into us, and showed us your necessities, we had met your purposes, supplied your wants. We are no saints, ladies. I love a good wench, as I love my life, and with my life I will maintain my love. But such a sordid impudence I'll spit at. Let's to our dents again. Come, noble master. You know our minds, ladies. This is the faith in which we'll die. Exit Tibble and Master. I do admire em. They are noble fellows, and they shall not want for this. But see, Clorinda comes. Farewell, I'll to my charge. Enter Clorinda. Bring out those prisoners now, and let me see em and hear their business. I will, madam. Exit. I hope she hath prevailed upon her brother. She has a sweet tongue, and can describe the happiness my love is ready to fling on him. And sure he must be glad, and certain wonder, and bless the hour that brought him to this island. I long to hear the full joy that he labours with. Enter Juletta Morillat Franville Lamour. Bless thy divine beauty. Mirror of sweetness. Ever springing brightness. Nay, stand up, gentlemen, and leave your flatteries. She calls us gentlemen. Sure we shall have some meat now. I am a mortal creature, worship heaven, and give these attributes to their divinities. Methinks ye look but thin. Oh, we are starved, immortal beauty. We are all poor, starved knaves. Neither liberty nor meat, lady. We were handsome men, and gentlemen, and sweet men, and were once gracious in the eyes of beauties. But now we look like rogues, like poor, starved rogues. What would ye do if ye were to die now? Alas! We were prepared. If you will hang us, let's have a good meal or two to die with, to puts in heart. Or if you'll drown us, let's be drunk first, that we may die merrily and bless the founders. Ye shall not die so hastily. What dare ye do to deserve my favour? Put us to any service. Any bondage. But let's live. You'll get a world of children, for I know ye are heinously unprovided that way. And ye shall say that we beat ye when you offend us. Beat us abundantly, you'll say, and take our meat from us. These are weak, abject things that show ye poor ones. What's the great service ye so oft have threatened, if ye might see me and win my favour? That business of discovery. Oh, I'll tell you, lady. And so will I. And I. Pray let me speak first. Good. No confusion. We are before a lady that knows manners, and by the next meat I shall eat, tis certain, this little gentlewoman that was taken with us. Your captain's sister, she you mean. Is she the business you would open to us, though we are cousin to her? 
She is how? no sister. What est you would open? Good sirs, how quick you are. She is no sister, madam. She is his. Peace, I say. What is she? Faith, sweet lady. She is, as a man would say, his. What? His mistress. Or, as some new translators read, his. Oh, me. And why he should delude you thus, unless he meant some villainy. These ten weeks he has had her at sea for his own proper appetite. His cabin mate, I'll assure ye. No sister, say ye. No more than I am brother to your beauty. I know not why he should juggle thus. Do not lie to me. If ye find me lie, lady, hang me empty. How I am fooled. Away with them to let and feed em, but hark ye with such food as they have given me. New misery. No meat, no thanks for all this. Exit. Make em more wretched. Oh, I could burst. Curse and kill now, kill anything I meet. Juletta, follow me, and call the rest along. We follow, madam. Exeunt. Enter Albert and Aminta. I must be gone now, else she may suspect me. How shall I answer her? Tell her directly. That were too sudden, too improvident. Fires of this nature must be put out cunningly. They'll waste all come near em else. Farewell once more. Farewell. And keep my love entire. Nay, kiss me once again. Methinks we should not part. Oh, be wise, sir. Nay, one kiss more. Indeed, you're wanton. We may be taken, too. Enter Clarinda, Juletta, Crocale, Hippolyta. Out, thou base woman! By heaven I'll shoot em both. Nay, stay, brave lady, hold. A sudden death cuts off a nobler vengeance. Am I made bawd to your lascivious meetings? Are ye grown so wise in sin? Shut up that villain and Sirrah. Now expect my utmost anger. Let him there starve. I mock at your mischiefs. Exit. Tie that false witch unto that tree. There let that savage beast gnaw off her sweetness and snakes embrace her beauties. Tie her and watch that none relieve her. We could wish ye better fortune, lady, but dare not help ye. Be your own friends, I thank ye. Now only my last audit and my greatest. O heaven, be kind unto me, and if it be thy will, preserve. Enter Raymond. Who is this? Sure, tis a woman. I have trod this place and found much footing. Now I know tis people. Ha! Let me see. Tis her face. Oh, heaven! Turn this way, maid. Oh, Raymond, oh, brother. Her tongue, too. Tis my sister. What rude hand. Nay, kiss me first. Oh, joy. Fly, fly, dear brother, you are lost else. A man, a man, a new man. What are these? Enter Juletta, Crocale, Clarinda. An enemy, an enemy. Dispatch him. Take him off, shoot him straight. I dare not use my sword, ladies, against such comely foes. Oh, brother, brother. Away with them, and in dark prisons bind him. One word replied, ye die both. Now, brave mother, follow thy noble anger, and I'll help thee. Exeunt. End of Act Four.
Act Five of The Sea Voyage by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sea Voyage, a comedy by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. Act Five, Scene One. Enter Rosella, Clarinda, Crocale, Juletta, Hippolyta. I am deaf to all your entreaties. She that moves me for pity or compassion to these pirates digs up her father's or her brother's tomb and spurns about their ashes. Couldst thou remember what a father thou hadst once, twould steel thy heart against all foolish pity by his memory and the remembrance of his dear embraces i am taught that in a noble cause revenge is noble and they shall fall the sacrifices to appease his wandering ghost and my incensed fury the new-come prisoner too he too yet that we may learn whether they are the same or near allied to those that forced me to this cruel course better their poor allowance and permit them to meet together and confer within the distance of your ear perhaps they may discover something that may kill despair in me and be a means to save them from certain ruin that shall be my charge yet to prevent all hope of rescue for this new-come captain hath both a ship and men not far off from us though ignorant to find the only port that can yield entrance to our happy island guard the place strongly and ere the next sun end his diurnal progress i will be happy in my revenge or set them free exeunt enter crocale juletta hippolyta a table furnished so serve it plentifully and lose not time to inquire the cause there is a main design that hangs upon this bounty see the table furnished with wine too that discovers secrets which tortures cannot open open the doors too of the several prisons and give all free entrance into this room undiscovered i can here mark all enter tibble master here's captain careless and the tough shipmaster the slaves are nosed like vultures how wild they look ha the mystery of this some good hobgoblin rise and reveal i'm amazed at it nor can i sound the intent is not this bread substantial bread not painted but take heed you may be poisoned i am sure i am famished and famine as the wise man says gripes the guts as much as any mineral this may be the treacle sent to preserve me after a long fast or be it viper's spittle i'll run the hazard we are all past fear i'll take part with ye do and now we faith how do you feel yourself i find great ease in it what's there wine and it be thy will strong lusty wine well fools may talk of mithridad cordials and elixirs but from my youth this was my only physic here's a colour what lady's cheek though serious over comes near it it sparkles too hangs out diamonds oh my sweetheart how i will hug thee again and again they are poor drunkards and not worth thy favours that number thy moist kisses in these crystals but monsieur here are suckets and sweet dishes tush boys meat i am past it here's strong food fit for men nectar o oh lad mistress of merry hearts once more i am bold with you take heed man 
too much will breed distemper hast thou lived at sea the most part of thy life where to be sober while we have wine aboard is capital treason and dost thou preach sobriety prithee forbear we may offend in it we know not for whom it was provided i am sure for me therefore futra when i am full let them hang me i care not enter albert aminta raymond lamour morillat franville severally this has been his temper ever see provoking dishes candied oranges and potatoes i'll not touch them i will drink but not a bit on a mart i'll be an eunuch rather who are these marry who you will i keep my text here raymond albert away i'll be drunk alone keep up rogues or i'll belt ye into air not a drop here dear brother put not in your eye such anger those looks poisoned with fury shot at him reflect on me o oh, brother look milder or the crystal of his temperance will turn him on yourself sir i have sought ye long to find your pardon you have ploughed the ocean to wreak your vengeance on me for the rape of this fair virgin now our fortune guides us to meet on such hard terms that we need rather a mutual pity of our present state than to expostulate of breaches past which cannot be made up and though it be far from your power to force me to confess that i have done ye wrong or such submission failing to make my peace to vent your anger you being yourself slaved as i to others yet for your sister's sake her blessed sake in part of recompense for what she has suffered from my rash folly the contagion of my black actions catching hold upon her pure innocence i crave your mercy and wish however several motives kept us from being friends while we had hoped to live let death which we expect and cannot fly from end all contention drink up tis a good motion ratify it in wine and tis authentical when i consider the ground of our long difference and look on our not to be avoided miseries it doth beget in me i know not how a soft religious tenderness which tells me though we have many faults to answer for upon our own account our father's crimes are in us punished oh albert the course they took to leave us rich was not honest nor can that friendship last which virtue joins not when first they forced the industrious portugals from their plantations in the happy islands this is that i watch for and did omit no tyranny which men inured to spoil and mischief could inflict on the grieved sufferers when by lawless rapine they reaped the harvest which their labours sowed and not content to force em from their dwelling but laid for em at sea to ravish from em the last remainder of their wealth then then after a long pursuit each doubting other as guilty of the portugal's escape they did begin to quarrel like ill men forgive me piety that i call em so no longer love or correspondence holds than it is cemented with prey or profit then did they turn these swords they oft had bloodied with innocent gore upon their wretched selves and paid the forfeit of their cruelty shewn to sebastian and his colony by being fatal enemies to each other thence grew amintas rape and my desire to be revenged and now observe the issue as they for spoil ever forgot compassion to women 
who should be exempted from the extremities of a lawful war we now young able men are fallen into the hands of women that against the soft tenderness familiar to their sex will show no mercy enter crocale none unless you show us our long-lost husbands we are those portugal you talked of stay i met upon the sea in a tall ship two portugals famished almost to death our ship by this wine and those the rogues that stole her left us to famish in the barren islands some such tale they told me and something of a woman which i find to be my sister where are these men i left em supposing they had deluded me with forged tales in the island where they said they had lived many years the wretched owners of a massive treasure the same men and that the fatal muck we quarrelled for they were portugal you say so they professed they may prove such men as may save your lives and so much i am taken with fair hope that i will hazard life to be resolved on how came you hither my ship lies by the river's mouth that can convey ye to these wretched men which you desire to see back to your prisons and pray for success if they be those which i desire to find you are safe if not prepare to die to-morrow for the world cannot redeem ye however we are armed for either fortune exit what must become of me now that i am not dismissed oh sir i purpose to have your company take heed wicked woman i am apt to mischief now you cannot be so unkind to her that gives you liberty no i shall be too kind that's the devil's aunt i have had store of a good wine and when i am drunk juan is a lady to me and i shall lay about me like a lord i feel strange emotions avoid me temptation come sir i'll help ye in exeunt enter sebastian and nicusa what may that be that moves upon the lake still it draws nearer and now i plainly can discern it tis the french ship in it a woman who seems to invite us to her still she calls with signs of love to hasten to her so lovely hope doth still appear i feel nor age nor weakness though it bring death to us tis comfort and deserves a meeting or else fortune tired with what we have suffered and in it overcome as it may be now sets a period to our misery Exeunt. Horrid music. Enter severally Raymond, Albert, Aminta. What dreadful sounds are these? Infernal music, fit for a bloody feast. It seems prepared to kill our courages ere they divorce our souls and bodies. But they that fearless fall deprive them of their triumph. An altar prepared. Enter Rosilia, Clarinda, Juletta, Hippolyta etc see the furies in their full trim of cruelty tis the last duty that i can pay to my dead lord set out the altar i myself will be the priest and boldly do those horrid rites you shake to think on lead these captains nearer for they shall have the honour to fall first to my sebastian's ashes and now wretches as i am taught already that you are and lately by your free confession french pirates and the sons of those i hate even equal with the devil hear with horror what tis invites me to this cruel course and what you are to suffer 
no amazons we but women of portugal that must have from you sebastian and nicusa we are they that groaned beneath your father's wrongs we are those wretched women their injuries pursued and overtook and from the sad remembrance of our losses we are taught to be cruel when we were forced from that sweet air we breathed in by their rapine and sought a place of being as the seas and winds conspired with their ill purposes to load us with afflictions in a storm that fell upon us the two ships that brought us to seek new fortunes in an unknown world were severed the one bore all the able men our treasure and our jewels in the other we women were embarked and fell upon after long tossing in the troubled main this pleasant island but in few months the men that did conduct us hither died we long before had given our husbands lost remembering what we had suffered by the french we took a solemn oath never to admit the cursed society of men necessity taught us those arts not usual to our sex and the fertile earth yielding abundance to us we did resolve thus shaped like amazons to end our lives but when you arrived here and brought as presents to us our own jewels those which were born in the other ship how can ye hope to scape our vengeance it boots not then to swear our innocence or that we never forced it from the owners or that there are a remnant of that rack and not far off all you affirm i know is but to win time therefore prepare your throats the world shall not redeem ye and that your cries may find no entrance to our ears to move pity in any bid loud music sound their fatal knells if ye have prayers use them quickly to any power will own ye but ha enter crocale sebastian nicusa tybalt who are these what spectacles of misfortune why are their looks so full of joy and wonder oh lay by these instruments of death and welcome to your arms what you durst never hope to embrace this is sebastian this nicusa madam preserved by miracle Look up, dear sir, and know your own Rosella. Be not lost in wonder and amazement, or if nature can by instinct instruct you what it is to be blessed with the name of Father. Freely enjoy it in this fair virgin. Through my misery, and many years of want I have endured, may well deprive me of the memory of all the joys past. Yet looking on this building, this ruined building of a heavenly form, in my Rosella, I must remember, I am Sebastian. Oh, my joys! And here I see a perfect model of thyself, as thou wert when thou choice first made thee mine. These cheeks and fronts, though wrinkled now with time, which art cannot restore, had equal pureness of natural white and red, and as much ravishing, which by fair order and succession I see descend on her, and may thy virtues wind into her form, and make her a perfect hour. No part of thy sweet goodness wanting to her, I will not now, Rosilla, ask thy fortunes, nor trouble thee with hearing mine. Those shall hereafter serve to make glad hours. In their relation, all past wrongs forgotten. I'm glad to see you, gentlemen, but most that it is in my power to save your lives. You saved ours when we were near starved at sea, and I despair not, for if she be mine, Rosilla can deny Sebastian nothing. She does give up herself her power and joys and all to you to be discharged of them as too burdensome welcome in any shape sir in your looks i read your suit of my Lorinda. she is yours and lady if it be in me to confirm your hopes in this brave gentleman presume i am your servant 
We thank thee, sir. Oh, happy hour. Oh, my dear Aminta, now all our fears are ended. Here I fix. She's metal. Steel to the back, and will cut my leaden dagger, if not used with discretion. You are still no changeling. Nay, all look cheerfully, for none shall be denied their lawful wishes. When a while we have here refreshed ourselves, we'll return to our several homes. And well, that voyage ends, which makes of deadly enemies faithful friends. Exeunt. End of Act 5. End of The Sea Voyage by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger.